Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Uh, guys, uh, two big weekends in a row. Uh, this is the recruiting breakdown we do each and every week. Uh, two big weekends in a row. And while Texas has certainly made its mark, I want to kind of take this in a different direction a little bit uh, and go position by position and try to get you guys and your opinions of where Texas is right now at each position with the players on the board and who they've brought in. We know uh, I'm going to go start right straight away into it. Uh, Trey Owens is the quarterback of the class, young man from Cy Fair. He's already committed. He visited this past weekend. Texas got two commitments at running back, so they're done at running back. Christian Clark out of uh, Arizona, uh, Jarrett Gibson out of Florida, both committing in the last half uh, five or six days, I guess, um, as well. Uh, let's start at the first position then going down from offense to defense and start at wide receiver right now. The, the Longhorns have brought in five or four guys so far. Ryan Wingo, Freddie DeBose, who is committed, Terry Bussey, and Parker Livingstone. Okay, we think before this all started, we said the number at wide receiver was three to four. DeBose is in. So now you have Wingo, Bussey, and Livingstone. How many more of that group do you think Texas signs? Jerry, go. You go first, bud. Well, well I think we uh, we need to bring Aaron Hampton into it too, right? I mean, he's an athlete, though. I think they've right? been they've been a yeah, yes and no. <laughs> I don't think Chris Jackson considers him in the wide receiver numbers. I think he's in an athlete different category. And if they had a chance to bring in, say, a Wingo, if right. another receiver or two joined by the end of the summer, I think that would be the case there. I think there's a lot of flexibility. Well, Hampton's interesting, though, because if they're going to take six DBs, five, six DBs, I mean, he's not even really in the mix at DB with these guys. I mean, you look at who they're recruiting. So it's it's an interesting one. So if we if we leave him at athlete, I I, I lean to him having to be a wide receiver in this class if they hit the home home runs on DBs. Um, but obviously, Wingo's the top guy on the board. Um, you know, Sarkeesian, those guys have made him a priority. Sarkeesian's made the guy a priority for months, if not a year, uh, since he visited last June. Uh, he was at Missouri last weekend. Uh, you know, it's a very interesting recruitment. I mean, obviously, NIL is a factor in this recruitment. Um, and, and the schools that are recruiting him don't really have a great feel for it right now. Um, you know, if you talked, I mean, I, I talked to somebody close to Georgia. They said, I, they don't know. I mean, some people think he's going to go to Georgia, but this person who's pretty locked in said, they don't know. Um, you know, is Tennessee a possibility, even though he didn't take an official visit in June? Maybe. Um, so we'll just have to see. I think Texas has a good read on the Wingo recruitment. I'll say that. Uh, so if, if they don't get Wingo, it's not going to be for uh, lack of uh, knowing knowing what's going on, who the champion is, all the buttons to push in the recruitment. Justin, uh, Wingo, Hampton, DeBose, Terry Bussey, and Parker Livingston. Livingston's the first one that we know of outside of DeBose that's expected to announce his decision He's coming on July 1st. His decision is coming. Uh, he expected to choose Texas at this point. Uh, they, the Longhorns sure do seem like the leader. Yeah, with Parker, um, he just fresh off of his uh, his official visit, uh, one of the few receivers that were there. You know, he's a guy that a, a lot of fans don't talk about enough, uh, but the on-three four-star, uh, industry-ranking four-star is a kid that really fits this offense, and I think they hit a home run with him. 
Uh, he, you know, I talked to him Sunday evening and he said, you know, when the University of Texas invites you for an official visit, you say yes. That's the way it goes. It's Texas. And I think they look fantastic. South Carolina took a real big cut at him. Uh, I thought Justin Stepp or Jason Stepp did a great job. But in the end, I think Texas kind of won him over. And if, if that's the case in six to seven days when he announces on July or five days, rather, whew, this month is flown by. Um, when he announces, Bobby, I, I think Texas is, is the leader there. I think they have the best shot. He, him and Sark were, were building a relationship before Chris Jackson even got the job. And so I think he's a guy that Sark identified really early. He decided not to pursue uh, a, a prep baseball career like his older brother did. And at the end of the day, I think he's going to reward those guys. He hung out with Trey Owens and Arch Manning and Colton Vosick and Michael Taft. He, you know, he fits that persona and he fits with that vertical, that vertical threat that, that I feel like Sark is always trying to identify first with an Isaiah Nayor and then an A.D. Mitchell. I'm not saying Livingstone is that level, but I'm saying he can get that outside. He can go verts. He can let this offense open up. I like Texas. So, so let me ask you all this. Do we think it is right now Freddie DeBose and likely Parker Livingstone and then they're fighting for Ryan Wingo, Terry Bussey? possibly Aaron Hampton moves to wide receiver. Is that is that how y'all read the situation right now? I think Wingo's the, the one that's going to have an offer up until signing yeah, day. If, if Jerry, you know, yeah, I, agree. I think that's on that case. And, Mike Hudson, and Micah Hudson probably. Absolutely. Right. Listen, yeah. once, Hudson, once Hudson's video pops to Texas Tech, Texas is not going to stop recruiting. Yeah. Chris Jackson is going to continue to get closer to him. But – they would let a Terry Bussey jumped in if he wanted to. Now he's he's going to wait till the season, which I think benefits Texas tremendously. Just a quick thank you to our latest sponsor, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. Uh, Jerry, tell folks about Chase. Yeah, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. Uh, there are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates continuing to be on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. All right, now let's go to tight end and, and look at it there. This seems almost like quarterback. It's a little simpler uh, calculus. Uh, only one tight end brought in this uh, in the past two weeks, and that is Jordan Washington uh, out of Langham Creek, uh, Texas, and Texas A&M. The two targets there are the two uh, primary uh, schools for him. Uh, Jerry, Justin, is it looking like Texas is just going to take one tight end in this class at this point, or uh, are they going to continue to keep their eyes open for somebody down the road? I, I, think, they'll, I think they'll continue to evaluate on the high school level, but look, this could be a portal play too. Tavion yeah. Sanders goes in to the draft early here this year, um, depending on, you know, the progression of some of those guys. I mean, that it looks like a prime portal look for Texas to me. Uh, say they get Jordan Washington, they lost out on Ryder Swanson. Uh, but, you know, what are the chances you're going to find a second high school tight end senior season that's going to be better than somebody you could find out of the portal that has experience? So I'm betting more portal uh, as a second tight end right now. Got it. Um, I, I think that if there is a second tight end, we don't know who that is at this point. 
Right. That, that could be identified later. That could be an elite one that decommits somewhere and becomes back in the picture. The coaching tree. Yeah, the coaching carousel. Yeah, you know. Jeff that, Banks is always change. looking for two guys, and I think every cycle. And he'll be settled with one, but if he has a crack in an elite, if there's anybody on the staff that will go swing for that, it's Jeff Banks. Yeah. All right. Uh, offensive line, let's move there, guys. Uh, Texas has got a commitment from Nate Kibble uh, over the weekend out of Atascacita. Uh, also brought in Daniel Calhoun, uh, Daniel Cruz, Makai Saina, uh, and then the re- previous week, Brandon Baker, Blake Ivey, and Eugene Brooks. We think Texas wants to take at least four. Three of those need to be um, interior offensive linemen. Kibble fits that, uh, you know, dossier of so to so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but what what's next for Texas? Uh, Cruz, Saina. I know you have your. Um, uh, pick in for Cruz at Texas, Jerry, and you also have a pick in for Saina now at USC on the RPM. Uh, Brandon Baker, Blake Ivey, Eugene Brooks, tell us what you, you guys are thinking on those that group. Yeah, I mean, I think Cruz is a big Texas lean. Uh, that one would be probably the surprise of the cycle for me if he didn't end up at Texas. I mean, that's just one that just I'd be surprised. Saina, Saint Mike Mackay Saina is interesting because. Um, he was definitely a Texas lean uh, as of a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I think I think that one's trending more USC right now. Look, I'm, at least what I'm hearing, uh, let's say that. And I'm, uh, A&M has been said to be third. But look, um, A&M flipped Weston Davis. I mean, Weston Davis had, last night had never committed to LSU publicly, but he had privately. And within 24 hours, he ended up at A&M. So we will keep A&M in play for – Makai Saina, but you know, it, coming out of the weekend, it was thought to be Texas USC for him. Um, and then I heard late Monday night that it was it was looking pretty good for the uh, Trojans, barring a, a major change. Um, what's interesting there is if if Saina goes to USC, uh, Blake Ivy's a kid Texas would take out of Clear Springs. They brought him in the 16th through 18th. He was at LSU last week, and he was at A and M the 9th through 11th. Uh, the thought there has been AM and LSU were the two favorites because Texas maybe hadn't pushed as hard as early as those schools, the two schools had. He's got family in Louisiana. I think the academic piece uh, and being closer to Houston could come into play for an AM or Texas there with Blake Ivy. But I, I, w- I can say Texas would take Blake Ivy. Eugene Brooks is the interesting one. I think the in state guys get a chance to commit before Eugene Brooks as it stands right now. Then at offensive tackle, Daniel Calhoun. Look, I mean, uh, co-worker Rusty Manziel, uh, Bobby, who we've known a long time, he's still – he hadn't put in a crystal ball, but he still thinks Georgia long-term. And I, and I that's what – you know, look, that's what I've said. It's Georgia until Texas upsets them in this. I mean, that's not, not a recruitment Texas should win. I think Texas is the number two team with Georgia and has been for weeks. Uh, but can they close that out uh, this month of July? We'll have to see. Um, you know, look, Will Muschamp. Stacy Searles, there's some ex uh, guys that coach at Texas on that Georgia staff, and they they want this one now. That, I mean, <laughs> what, a, what about Brandon Baker, the big yeah. tackle out of, out of uh, California? Baker, you know, everybody in the West Coast says it's a, Oregon leads. Um, uh, Oregon, and I think Texas is right there, and I think Ohio State's the other school. I don't think he's going to go to Georgia uh, unless – Didn't he just stays. leave Georgia? He did, but I, I just don't think that's – I think – well, here's the thing. If Nair Daniels commits to Georgia on July 4th, 5th, they're going to run out. Then they get the easily kid in Illinois right after that. Then Calhoun. I mean, I, I no just, room. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it becomes a numbers game there. 
And now Georgia would take every single one of them in this class, I've been told. But it's hard to get every single one of them, even if it's Georgia right now. All right. Uh, so of that group, it looks the best right now for Nate Kibble, obviously committed. Yeah. Daniel Cruz, it sounds like it looks real good. And then we're waiting really to see what Makai Saina, Brandon Baker, Blake Ivey, and Eugene Brooks, as well as Daniel Calhoun do uh, heading into the month of July, late, late June, as we are right now. All right. Edge is a little bit different. Colin Simmons is definitely going uh, into the month of July, uh, if not further, right, all the way to December. Zena Umiozulu was in this past weekend, uh, blew the coaches away a little bit, is what I'm told, actually, from a physical standpoint. Uh, and then we have the guys that were in the previous week, Danny Okoye out of Tulsa, Jordan Ross uh, out of the southeast, and Deshaun Warner uh, from uh, uh, Arizona. He's expected to announce on July 1. Justin, those five, you know, where does Texas look, look like of that group? Uh, if they want to get two to three, Colin Simmons and Zena are the guys, right? What about Okoye, Ross, or Warner at this point? I um, from I don't know if Warner is uh, a guy right now for them. I, I I think he's a kid that when he announces in a few days, uh, I don't know if the Texas one is really there right now. I think they would have to stretch that out. Um, now with, with with Zena and Colin, obviously, like you said, those are the two priorities. Both of them, you know, did a great had a great weekend. Uh, got to catch Jerry. Got to see Colin at the airport. I caught up with Zena on, on Sunday evening. Ross is a is a it, you know Jerry would have a little more insight on that one. I, I think that's one that uh, you know it, it screams SEC hardcore deep SEC roots. Like I feel like it's going to be somewhere in that little part of the region. Danny Okoye remains the guy that I, I'm just so big on. I, I think he does so many things well. He went to LSU. Uh, on Wednesday for an unofficial. He went to Tennessee on Friday for an unofficial. This guy is, is making his rounds, you know, again, without his parents. It's him and some family or him and his cousin. And his mother's, she's not a big on, she's not big on the traveling thing. And so she's letting him make this call. And whenever he gets close, she will make, then she'll, she'll make a visit. Then she'll make a trip to the campus. And so Okoye is one that I'll catch up with him this week to kind of see where that's at. I know that he'll be at Oklahoma on July 27th, I believe. I think that's when they're having their, their barbecue spectacular. Um, I guess it's a, you know, a, a salute to Lincoln Riley's brisket from a few years ago. Um, and then he's going to hit Alabama in early August. And so I love where they are with him, you know, going in after that official visit, but there was still some, relationships to build to get closer to there was still some more evaluating to do I, I don't know if the number's two or three Bobby I, I feel like if they could get the right three or four they would take them uh with almost any of these guys outside of Warner and by the way it's, it is going to be hot and dry in Norman at that time so yeah that's perfect for Lincoln's barbecue <laughs> all right uh defensive line uh Bo Davis uh bringing in several players over the last two weeks I, I mean I'm counting nine uh, right now that he's brought in over the last two weeks, hoping to get three to four, right, Jerry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and look, the reality is Texas is probably top two for every one of these guys. So it's just who can you close out on? I mean, you know, look, you kind of take it and let's go back from the 16th, 18th. DeAndre Robinson, who was at Georgia last weekend, I mean, that's still said to be Florida, Texas, right? Is he going to walk away from Florida, who he's always liked? Florida's actually putting a good class together, so they got a little bit more to sell 
uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now they have three D linemen committed already uh, as interior prospects, so that could have, play a factor. But, I, you know, look, Cedric Baxter, Peyton Kirkland, Tashar Choice, Bo Davis, uh, they've all given – they've all made the best run they can and will continue to make the best run they can for Texas. We'll see how that one ends. I think it's going to be before the season. Um, you look at Melvin Hills, I think he's a Texas lean over Ole Miss. He's announcing July 12th, so we'll see if that maintains. Malik Blockton's an interesting one. He announces July 8th uh, for Texas fans wondering. I think they would take Blockton. I think they'd take Melvin Hills uh, right now. Blockton is Auburn or Texas. Um, he did not make a June official visit to Auburn. He has one tentatively scheduled, I think, for the Iron Bowl. Uh, his brother's a senior at Auburn this year, plays on the defensive line, Marcus Harris. The question there is really is the mom is open to him going and doing his own thing, kind of creating his own uh, academic football legacy for himself, if that's what he chooses to do. Um, so that'll be interesting. Then this last weekend, obviously, Alex January, Texas lean over LSU. Justin, I, we've been maintaining that for a while. Uh, Jaden Jackson's mo probably the most interesting one. I think he's a really talented guy, an underrated guy. Can Texas beat out Larry Johnson, who's known had the kid in camp since he was probably in seventh grade, right? And it's 191 miles from Brownsburg to Columbus. Can Texas win out there? He made that midweek to Oklahoma. I think that's really the, the three teams in it. I just don't, I don't, I'm not saying he couldn't end up at Miami, but I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing Florida right now. Uh, so then there's Dominic McKinley. I think Texas and Oklahoma are the top two right now, from what I hear. Uh, after the visit, I'm not saying he's not going to sign with LSU, but if signing day was today, he's not signing with LSU. I think Texas academics and being a drive uh, from Lafayette, even if it's six hours, is appealing. Uh, I think the mom really likes the academic aspect there. Um, so, I mean, that's some of the D linemen. And uh, obviously, um, there's a couple more guys there, and I'm just forgetting their yeah, names. Yeah, well, let me, let me say this. So two guys are kind of off the board, we think. Of the nine that came in, two are off the board at this point. Isaiah Fonga, we believe, is going to commit to Alabama, yeah. like decommit from Utah and go to Alabama. And then we think Terrence Hibbler, the Mississippi State yeah, commitment who came in over the weekend, we think he's going to stick with Mississippi State at this point. So really, yeah, let's, let's, mention, let's mention Fonga real quick, though. This was interesting to me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Why is he not gone to Bama? I mean, is Bama ready to take his commitment right now? Because he was at Bama last weekend. And look, the way recruiting game goes, if he, if that guy's not committed this week, then I think it would maybe something to circle back on in a few weeks and see what's going on there. I, I think with him, I think Bo would take him at yeah, any time. I agree, 100%. At any time. But I also feel like 
he there could have already been other stuff in the works with Bama, and he just hasn't gone completely public yet. And then another note on McKinley real quick. I'm hearing Texas A&M is a legit threat in that recruitment. Uh, I, I, there's, a, there's a few angles there that, that they're, they're, they're really using. And at the end of the day, that D-line, the, the, you know, kind of the way it's been built up in College Station over the last few years has been a big deal. And so just a, a little tidbit of yeah, note on McKinley. Yeah, I think, I think driving distance. I mean, I think that's why at, at Texas, Texas A&M, LSU have always been the three schools that people yeah. have talked about most is when mom can get in the car and drive to them. And yeah. OU, like you said, Oklahoma is a factor. In that he likes Todd right Bates. Now. He likes Todd Bates. And what about Alex? Jan- hey, guys, what about Alex January? Um, where, where is he, Texas in that recruitment? I thought uh, Texas probably leads, but LSU uh, came on strong. Where is Texas at right now with them? I caught up with Alex. He actually called me on his way on his way home from, from the visit on Sunday. Um, the only thing he's doing is getting bigger and getting closer to a decision. Um, what's funny is – he kind of hinted to me at a little bit that he may want to, you know, take the decision a little bit further, you know, maybe into August of that sort. And then he told me that, you know what, I don't think my dad's going to let me. Um, <laughs> I think those, I think that family has been tremendous. I think they have hit the road and, and really seen, you know, they, they, they experienced what they needed to experience in the process. Uh, the dad is, is is a smart, pragmatic guy. They're they're not going to take a whole long lot of time. I don't think Texas wants them to take a whole lot of time either. I think Bo Davis has done a great job in that relationship, but I also think he's been straightforward in understanding that. Look, this is the number. This is the spots. Let's make a call. And so, at the end of the day, it's. I think it's. It would be tough. I'd be surprised if it's not Texas right now. Um, LSU's got some momentum in, in different spots and different areas. They've also had, I believe, three different three D line coaches, and that's in the last a big three years. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, I, I think it would be an upset. And don't forget, Alex's older brother, who he looks up to tr- tremendously, is is yeah. at Texas right now in an academic scholarship. So yeah. that they are, uh, you know, the Januarys in Austin just make too much sense. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next position. We think Texas is going to try to take three to four uh, interior defense tackles to sum that one up. Next position, linebacker. Texas only brought in one guy, Kamori House, out of California. He committed to Washington over the weekend after his official visit there. Texas, he did not have a committable offer at that time from the Longhorns, is our understanding. Uh, so let's let's be clear about that. Moving on. So Texas right now, it's our understanding, could take as, as few as zero linebackers in this recruiting class, but they really would like to take at least one. Uh, and that uh, evaluation may go into the future. Let's move Jerry, on. Would you say just real quick, Justin Williams or bust? Um, I don't think they'd shut the door on Ty Anthony Smith either. I, I, I think they really like Ty Anthony Smith as a call. Oh, hell yeah. I, so I think either one of those guys, I think, and you look, there's a, um, there's a kid, Wyatt Simmons out of, out of Arkansas. Uh, that I think that Texas has some interest in, but we'll see. I think that's a long shot. That's more of a Clemson uh, SEC battle. And we want to say a final thank you to Chase Yarbrough over at Goosehead Insurance for his sponsorship uh, each and every week of the recruiting breakdown. Jerry? Yeah, give you guys give Chase Yarbrough a call. That's 325-261-7127, or you can email him at chase.yarbrough at goosehead.com. Look, there are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. 
with rates on the rise all across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Again, contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call, 325-261-7127. Yep. Hey, guys, uh, moving to defensive back, all right? Uh, Texas is, has one commitment at this time, Santana Wilson, a corner uh, out of uh, Arizona. Uh, he committed to Texas after his official visit or during his official visit to the Longhorns last week. Uh, Eli Bowen, Miles Davis, Josh Lair are all, were all in the previous week. This past week, Kobe Black, Selman Bridges, Corian Gibson, Wardell Mack, Jordan Johnson, Rubel. Just like along the defensive line, nine different secondary guys uh, in line. We think they're going to try to take five or six because they graduate so heavily over the next two years. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts there, Justin or Jerry, whoever wants to go first? I'll take the ones I talked to. Um, let's start with uh, Jordan Johnson Rebel, uh, one of the top safety targets, defensive back targets of this cycle. Uh, absolutely loved uh, loved his visit. Uh, Jerry and I, I, I think both of us talked to him at some point yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's a great kid. If he tells you he's going to call you, he's going to call you back. And that, that's rare in this business. Um, love Texas. I think him and Blake Gideon have really connected. I think that's a, like a genuine relationship. I think Gideon's done a good job in that one, so I want to give him credit. Uh, but And also the, the, the alluring fact of coming back closer to home, because I know Mama doesn't care for me and that that far away in Bradenton, Florida. And also Corian Gibson being in the mix. Corian, you know, being a good friend, he told me they grew up together. Jerry's mentioned that a dozen times on, on, on these on these shows. And then also the fact that, you know, him and Kobe Black are friends as well. They played on seven on seven together. Uh, they, 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 they've known each other for a while. And so uh, I think they're in a great spot. Jordan told me he's looking at a July decision. And I wouldn't be totally surprised if it was an early July decision. And, and by um, the way, I wouldn't be totally surprised if him and Gibson don't do something on the same day if they're both going to Texas. That wouldn't shock me. You know what, Jerry? What's crazy is we 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 we're so anti-package deals now because of the way it used to be overused yeah. time and time again. That one though wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be that surprised. would that would that wouldn't shock me. Um, Kobe Black. Absolutely. You know, that was another one that I think they did really well. Uh, Terry Joseph's done a great job in that recruitment, uh, catching up with his, his family. And and I think that's one that they're going to go back to, to, to Waco and they're going to reevaluate where, every, where everything is. They're going to sit down and figure out what exactly he wants to narrow down, what exactly he wants to see, what else he wants to do before he's ready to make this decision. I think and Oregon is a player in that that recruitment a little bit too, guys. Oregon's uh, sneaky. They're yeah. sneaky in it because he went up there for a visit yeah. two, two and a half weeks ago. Mid-weeker. And Oregon went, smells NIL blood. And so Oregon's one of those that will be very generous if they think that that can be the edge. Yep. Um, and I, I talked to Wardell Mack at the airport. Uh, what was interesting about talking to Mack, by the way, He's visited Texas, Florida State, and Florida in June. I think Texas is the leader of those three um, for Wardell Mack right now. The interesting thing that was funny about that interaction was Wardell was like, you know, I'll probably take it into the season, maybe go a couple of home games and maybe go to LSU, you know, maybe back to Texas. Uh, we didn't we didn't put that in the store on Inside Texas. That was more before the interview. And um, when he was doing interviews with other people, 
I walked over to his family and somebody just shook their head and they were like, that, that's not our timeline. <laughs> so I don't think they <laughs> want it to go that long. So we'll see in the next couple of weeks what happens with this one. If, it, if it's before the season, pretty good odds for Texas. If it goes into the season, obviously that LSU RPM will be looking better. Uh, and, and then Selman Bridges. There you go. Um, you know, look, we need to hit on the guys from last week, Miles Davis, too, and Josh Lair. But uh, Selman Bridges, obviously, he didn't wrap up his visit until Sunday night. He left um, last one to leave. Yeah, yeah, last one to leave. Last one to get there, last one to leave. He turned the lights out at Moncrief. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, Texas is – Texas. Justin knows Texas very much in that. I think Arkansas is probably above, maybe above TCU in the pecking order as far as the competition with Texas. But I don't want to rule out TCU at all. Um, but I think, you know, Texas is working from a position of strength there. But here's the key with that is all these guys aren't going to go to Texas together. It's just like D-line. It's just like offensive line for Georgia. At some point, it, it, it's a numbers game and somebody peels off. And the question is going to be who is it from that corner group with Santana Wilson already committed. And it won't be like 2018 when they all jumped in. Nah. Nah. And by the way, so Miles Davis, Josh Lair, Bobby, we hey. probably hit on those guys. Yeah, that A&M visit, Jerry, I'm hearing that's what we were worried about, yeah. and I'm hearing they, they, they did some good things there. Yeah, and, and Miles, you look, I mean, second time he's been up to A&M in June. Only one visit to Texas, right? And obviously went to TCU, which I don't think is a real player for him. He'd been the USC, but he's no. going to play in the SEC. This is Texas or A&M. Yeah, he's going to the SEC. Uh, the interesting thing there is he made the visit to Texas. Him and his mom went. The one person who's really close to him in the recruiting process is his youth football coach. He didn't make the Texas trip. He was on vacation. He made that. He made both AM trips. So just something interesting. Gotcha. Uh, Josh Lair, do we know anything there? I think yeah, he's okay. Texas tech, Texas lean. If uh, Texas lean, if, if they want to push and close it out, they can get Josh Lair. Interesting. All right. Uh, the other, the last player that uh, visited is Michael Kern, the punter out of St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, much like uh, Trey Owens and the two running backs, that that position is now taken care of uh, in the 2024 recruiting class. Uh, Jerry, Justin, I'm going to open the open the mic here and let you guys say anything you want to say uh, before we leave on this recruiting breakdown uh, and uh, give people any kind of thought that you are thinking about as we look forward to this week and the rest of the next few days. Yeah, I, th I think the uh, main thing is. Uh, I think Texas has some momentum right now. I, I I don't I don't know if they have great momentum, but they have good momentum. Um, I, I think they've had added solid pieces here in June. I think there'll be you know I, I would say Texas will pick up five to seven guys in the month of July. Could run to eight if if they if they get some guys to move off some timelines. Uh, but I think Texas is in a really good spot. They jumped from forty eight to twenty nine in the class rankings. I expect that to really ascend in the month of July. Yeah. I think Texas will be sitting somewhere around 8, 9, 10, 11 here at the end of July, and, and we'll see uh, if they can add a couple of big pieces and jump into that 6, 7, 8 range by the time they kick off uh, against Rice. Justin, you? You know, um, I, I just, you know, Jerry Jerry hit a lot of it. I think July is going to be the, the, the one of the better months for, for them in this 2024 cycle, there's a number of guys we have talked about for a couple of weeks now uh, on, on those visit lists. Check this out at InsideTexas.com because we, we, we've definitely had that, that, that thing pinned. Um, there's a lot of guys announcing, and I think we're going to see some of those go to Texas. I think we're going to see some of those possibly go in a different direction. And I'm telling you, I think there's going to be at least one or two that don't make that date. 
<laughs> I think I think there could be a, a kid or two that winds up pushing that date back. And then there's always going to be the surprise. There's always going to be the one that that kind of jumps up. And so I'm with Jerry. I think I, I think it would be more of a 10, 15 range going into August. And I think you're going to see some decisions in August, especially with Zena Umiazulu. Yeah. He is a guy that's talked about doing it before his senior year. I think you're going to see some other guys go ahead and wrap it up. And so they could be in the top 10 before kicking off in early September. Got it. All right, that's going to do it for today's uh, recruiting breakdown or this week's recruiting breakdown. Justin and Jerry, terrific work all week long uh, this past week. Uh, Jerry, I know you're on your way right now, getting ready to go to uh, uh, Mobile to see K.J. Lacey, uh, the uh, 2025 quarterback commitment for the Longhorns. He's got a seven-on-seven tournament you'll be at later this afternoon. Justin, I'm sure you're getting going on seeing some guys as well. All right, uh, Jerry and I will be back with Blake Monroe on Tuesday night on the live stream at 7 p.m. Please join us there. Uh, for Jerry and Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's episode of the Recruiting Breakdown. Thanks. <laughs>